following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? I'm the Nickel City Nightmare, and this is Common Debauchery. What's up, everybody? Top of the morning. It is uh, It is a little afternoon on a Tuesday, which means it feels like 8 a.m. to me, and we are here with a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I'm going to start this one off by saying I apologize. I'm a little stuffy, a little sniffly today, so I'm going to try, I'm going to, try to keep that to a minimum. I got my cup of coffee here next to me, and I'm going to do everything in my power not to sound super annoying and sniffly the whole time. I apologize that I'm coming across a little nasally, but as you heard at the top of the show, I'm the Nickel City Nightmare. This is Common Debauchery, and today we are here to talk about crazy Uber stories. So with the crazy Uber stories, uh, the conversation came up during a previous episode where I had my esteemed co-host Allison with me. And we got to talk, like, it, it just popped up through conversations through the game we were playing. And we have collectively a really funny, wild Uber story. And then I myself have another one from a coaching conference that I went to. Um, and it it's just, it's funny. I, I put a Google Doc out there or a Google form for people to fill out. And I didn't get as many responses as I thought. I got five, um, which is somewhat, it's good enough. It's going to get me through the episode. But uh, I was hoping to get more, and I was hoping they'd be a little bit crazier. So I'm going to start with mine from the conference I went to in Nashville. And this story starts out, and I'm going to start with this one because this is the, it's a little saucier, I guess. But it's not as it's not as crazy. Um, so I'm going to save the crazy one for the end. So you're going to get my story from Nashville, then you're going to get the five that were submitted to me, and then you're going to get the wild one at the end. And that one is just fun as all hell. So um, we go to this conference. We go to a, a conference every year, and one of the nice things about this conference is after we do all the baseball. Uh, we spend our last evening. We usually go out somewhere for dinner and then go to a local establishment for some beverages. And we're in Nashville, and I, I had, I've only been to Nashville uh, once in my life. I was younger. I was supposed to be twice. We didn't quite make it there due to a pretty nasty accident when I was younger. And um, this is my first time in my adult life going to Nashville. So we go and. We are at this conference and we we start like we we the first night we're there we find this really cool little like smoky barbecue joint that is really really fun a um, lot of good food good barbecue good meats love it great grand we go the next day we do the baseball stuff and you know from there we're talking like we go back we have we we we're like okay what are we gonna do for dinner what are we gonna do to go out tonight and. Like, all right, well, the obvious answer is downtown Nashville. And if you've ever been to Nashville, um, downtown Nashville has a strip that has more bars per capita than almost anywhere else in the U.S. And I say that because they have buildings that are like seven stories tall, and each story is a different bar, including rooftop bars. 
So this is where we're at. This is what we're dealing with. And we're like, okay, we're probably a good 15-minute drive from our hotel to downtown. We're staying right off uh, the convention center area where the actual convention was. And that's about 15 minutes from downtown Nashville. So one of us jumps on our phone. We, we, we hit up the Uber app. And we learned that your Uber rates fluctuate based on the demand for Uber rides. Uh, there are some scheduled prime times. And there are other times where, like, it may not be a prime time, but for some reason, like, six, seven people from that hotel all need an Uber around the same time. So the prices skyrocket. And we found this out because we got an Uber, and it was fairly cheap. We got an Uber XL because there were five of us. And we load in the car. And, you know, as we're waiting, we hear somebody like, oh, my God, this is so expensive. Like, I can't believe I'm about to pay $60 for a 15-minute Uber ride. We're like, Geez, like, where are you going? And the guy was like, oh, we're, we're heading downtown. And we're like, oh, so are we. But we just got our Uber for like 24 bucks. And it was just we we were one of the first people to hail an Uber. And then five or six other people that were staying in the same hotel as us decided it was around the same time to do the same thing. So the prices just went up and up. And so we get in the car and we it's this probably middle-aged gentleman. And I'm going to call him Clint. I don't know if that's actually his name. His name is somewhere in my phone. Um, I'm not going to use his real name. I'm not going to look it up for you guys. I'm going to look it up when I'm done recording because now I'm curious. However, uh, what I am not going to do is put it out there and you know blow up this man's spot in any way, shape, or form just in case somebody knows who he is. And he, um, we get in, we start talking like, oh, where are you guys from? You know, typical conversation and you know, Uber rides are always interesting because, like, do you talk to the guy? Do you not talk to the guy? I mean, there's five of us. We're all grown men. The youngest of us is in our, you know, in like probably 30 years old, the oldest in their 50s. And, you know, we we don't care. We're, we're people people. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to nobody. And you're not nobody. But as I'm doing this, there's nobody around. My cats can hear me and that's it. So as I'm recording, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a talky guy. I, I like to chat. And because I'm tall, because I'm 6'4 and 300 pounds, I always get to sit shotgun, which is always awkward because do you, do you, do you sit shotgun in an Uber? Do you, do you sit in the back seat and make it awkward where like you're a taxi driver in a nicer car, hopefully a nicer car? Um, so, you know, here we are and we just start talking to the guy and he's like, oh, like, where are you guys, you know, where are you from? What are you, where are you going? What are you doing? We're like, oh, like, you know, we're looking for some place to go for food. And he gives us like three or four restaurant recommendations. We end up going to this nice little, uh, nice little bistro. And um, the food was good, you know, burgers, you know, standard American fare. And we had a good time. Uh, and then he's, we're like, okay, so um, where should we go from there? And he, like, when he drops us off at this place, he goes, listen. I'm going to be in the area. Here's my number. Shoot me a text when you're ready to go downtown. I'll take you the extra five minutes downtown. So we we do. And we're like, all right, where, do, where should we go? He goes, listen, I'm going to drop you off at the corner. And you can 100% go to any one of these bars and have a great time. And he goes, my recommendation was to go to Kid Rock's. Now, I'm a Kid Rock fan. Grew up a Kid Rock fan. Ball with the ball to dang to dang. Diggy, diggy, diggy with the boogie set up, jump the boogie and all that good noise. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go there. And we never, we never really left. Like there, there were so many other bars that we could have went to that we didn't because this place had live music 
they were rocking. They were awesome. Um, it was a female lead singer who was really, really good. And, you know, she's dancing on the bar, having a grand old time. She takes a break to go collect money because we find out that these people work. Like, there's no cover. They work for tips and song requests. Well, while she's working the crowd, her lead guitar grabs a microphone and he starts performing and he's just as good as she is. And it's like, oh my God, this is fantastic. So here we are at this bar and then our, our boys like, Hey, when you're done, shoot me a text. I'll come get you. So we shoot him a text when the, you know, nights, the night is done and he comes and picks us up and we're driving back. And he's like, how long are you guys here? And we're like, well, normally this would be our last night, but uh, you know, we got one more night. Tomorrow, you know, we got another another day of uh, some baseball stuff. That was, uh, you know, there's a Bills game on tomorrow. We're going to, you know, we found a Bills backers bar in the area. Um, and we're going to go watch that. And then we're going to, you know, go back, do like kind of chill. And then probably hit, probably come back out this way. So he goes, all right, shoot me a text tomorrow night. You know, I don't work during the day. Um, you know, I only work the, the later hours. Like I usually come on at like 7 and work till the end of the night. And we're like, well, it's probably, you know, probably the best, uh, best time and the best, you know, for the most fairs around then. And he said, absolutely. He goes also the best time for the, you know, the time for the best stories, the most interesting people. So we started asking this guy, like what exactly he has seen over the years. And, uh, he told us that he has to regularly tell people when he picks a couple up that are either going out or coming home from going out that they are, to pretty please not do any type of the fornication in his backseat of his very, very nice uh, Cadillac Escalade or Denali or I don't know what it was, but it was a big SUV and it was very nice. Um, and, you know, and that that he does have to protect himself. And and this this is kind of going to lead me into a great spot. I've, and I actually forgot this t- little tidbit until I was telling the story. He has a dash cam facing the inside of his uh, of the vehicle solely because he has heard horror stories of people getting picked up uh, to go either come home or go out and accusing their Uber drivers of nefarious things. So I'm like, yeah, that, you know, that makes total sense. He goes, I have, you know, and I usually, usually I get to deter people by saying like, listen, you are on camera. You know, there's a camera right here. Um, You know, so anything you do, will be recorded. And that's usually good enough. He goes, but the interesting side of this is that Nashville is the bachelorette capital of the United States. That being said, the stories that this man has so far, like as, as basic as just having to tell people like return down fares because a, you know, the bride-to-be is puking on the side of the road before she gets in the car, um, all the way to the bride-to-be is being put in the Uber and sent home to the hotel, and none of her friends or bachelor uh, bachelorette weekend-goers are coming with her because they want to stay out and party more. And she's coherent enough to get herself in the hotel and so on and so forth. But again, this being a great situation of why he's got a camera inside his uh, his vehicle. She gets in and she starts drunk rambling about how 
Her husband-to-be is probably out with his buddies right now at a strip club paying for sexual favor and how it's ridiculous. And, you know, her friends got mad at her for having some fun on the dance floor with some, you know, some people who, if you spend five minutes in one of these bars, you realize that there are three groups of people. There are the female tourists, the bachelorette party goers, the, you know, girls who are on a girl's weekend trip. There are the guy tourists who are there hanging out, having a good time, enjoying the scenery, and the locals who are there trying to just fill their roadmap with, oh, where are you from? Haven't hit that part of the country yet, type thing. So apparently this young lady was, you know, getting squirrely with one or more of the locals, and her friends got mad because, you know, one of them was probably related to her husband-to-be, and so they just put her in an Uber and sent her on her merry way while they continued to party. And they basically came out and said, or uh, Clint, as we're calling him, came out and said, you know, this guy, she basically like knew that he was out cheating on her. So she was looking for, you know, the, the, uh, the, the rooster equation, which, you know, normal roosters say cock a doodle do. And this rooster was saying any cock will do. And, uh, you know, he goes all of a sudden, I, you know, look in my rearview mirror because I, I haven't heard her in a while. And she's smiling at me, spread eagle and showing the world what God gave her. And he's like, I very much had to sit there and say, ma'am, could you please not do that? So on and so forth. And he goes, I ended up getting her to her hotel and telling her, you know, very politely that she, you know, needed to get out of the vehicle and so on and so forth. And that was you know, send the notification to her friends that, you know, who hailed the Uber, that she was home safe and sound. And I don't know what happened or where she went from that. But he said he would be surprised if she actually went back to the room and called it a night with the way she was feeling and the way she was acting. So that is fun, weird, wild Uber story numero uno from my trip to Nashville. And here we are. Um going to dive into the five tales of the Google Doc. These are common debauchery Uber stories. Uh, this first one is submitted by Matt. It happened in Connecticut. All right. So it says, I'm a college student. Rough start, I know. And this was late, late, late one night after a party, and I decided I wanted to go home instead of sleeping on the floor. That's okay. I'm at, Listen, I'm in. You know, I've had my share of back issues and stuff. I'm not a small dude, as I've said almost every single episode. Sleeping on the floor is no fun. So I get that. I'm, I'm on board with you, Matt. Uh, it was around 2 a.m., and I got the Uber. It was about a 45-minute ride home, and it was me and a chick I knew going back to campus from a friend's house, and we got in. I had already sort of started to sober up, but she didn't. Oh, boy. It's gonna it's going fun. I did I did pre-read these, but it was a little while ago. So uh, about halfway into the ride home, I noticed we hadn't gotten off the highway before we were supposed to, and it started to head into a smaller town, and I was mildly concerned. So I said to the guy driving, where are we going? And he was like, just taking a detour, there was road work, and at first I thought nothing of it. Until he pulled over, stopped, turned around, and said, listen, bud, get out of the car. Your girl here owes me something for this trip which I promptly was like, no, the fuck she doesn't, and started pitching a bitch to this guy who was like 40-something, I might add, and was like, you're a fucking creep, and gave him the whole nine, so he got out and 
me still being mildly drunk was like, fuck it, I can take him. I'm 6'1", maybe 200, 200 soaking wet. But I'm like a corn-fed farmer-style skinny but muscles. First thought, okay. So that that is a fantastic description of yourself. 6'1", 200 pounds soaking wet, but like a corn-fed farmer-style skinny but muscles. My man just painted me a word picture. That's fantastic. So the guy tries to pull me away from the car, and I let him have it, unloaded, and you know, I hit him, I hit him, he hit the dirt, I pissed on his driver's side door handle, because I had to go anyways, I got my friend out, we called the cops, and they gave us a lift home, put the guy in cuffs, and that's how I avoided getting arrested for beating the shit out of some guy. You can totally spice it up if you need to, I'm not super good at adding details. My man, Six foot one, 200 pounds soaking wet, but like a corn-fed farmer style skinny but muscles. But you're not good at adding details? Bro, that is eloquent. That is the use that is the one of the best use of the English language I've come across. And I thank you for your story. Because like this was what I was looking for. Like this is a great one to kick off the Uber responses. Because my man, like that's the nightmare, right? Like that's like, I'm like, I'm the nightmare, the nickel city nightmare, but that's like your nightmare scenario. You're tootling along and you're like, what if this dude's got a gun? Like what? I'm like, and, and what was the point? Like, were, were you mad that you got this Uber and then realized it was a 45 minute trip one way? So I'm going to get me some for it. Like, or is this just how this dude operates on the regular? Like, is, is he this dude that, I pick somebody up and whether it's a three minute ride or a 40 minute ride, I'm going to stop and try to get me some. If there's a girl in the car, it's a ballsy move. It's a hardcore ballsy move. And I'll, I'll tell you what, if this is a college town up there in Connecticut, you know what? It <laughs> You might get away with that for a bit, especially, you know, taking advantage of the drunk ladies. And I, listen, I don't condone that. And this dude deserved to get his ass beat. Matter of fact, I hope he caught some type of charge and a lost his Uber licensing. And B, like, now has to go door to door at his house and be like, hi, my name is John and I'm a sex, I'm a registered sex offender. Like, that would be the ultimate karmic synergy there. So now we are moving along to Avery from West Valley, Utah. And this one's short. Um, It says, not really too weird, but I was with my little bro leaving a bar and our Uber was watching Red. Every other scene that mofo would do the scene and then say, this is his best. This is the best movie. Meanwhile, my drunk ass was just trying not to vomit. So I want to know how an Uber driver was watching a movie. Like I know that cars like they have, you know, they they can play DVDs and stuff. But when you're actually driving, most of them shut it off because distracted driving and such. So did, did my dude have like a, pop-up plug-in DVD player that he's just watching this watching this movie like while he's tootling along and then like I mean and we've and we've all had that that we all have that friend or that person in our lives that quotes movies as they're happening uh cough Austin cough I'm looking at you big shooter and like but imagine getting an uber and this dude's like quoting a movie as it's happening and then be like bro this movie's the best Oof. short but sweet my man that was that was a good one. So, um, 
This is from Kyle. Um, and this is a tale from the driver's point of view. So uh, Kyle-STW is what he put on the form. And uh, you know what? I'm going to do <clears throat> just a touch of research here. Because if this is somebody from the network, I would love to hear... Yeah, I uh, I would guess this is Kyle Rainey, probably. Um, so Kyle from the network, thank you for tossing this out here to me. And um, so picked up at the Galleria and dropped off at Mr. Chow's. Uh, and I've heard some interesting stories about Mr. Chow's. Uh, for those listening not in the Buffalo area, Mr. Chow's is a bar in the downtown area of Buffalo that... From what I understand, has some cool features to it, uh, up to and including the like a video game room of old school style arcade video games and so on and so forth. So here we go. Uh, I drove Uber for about a year or so. I uh, picked up a man one night whom was one of the kiosk workers at the mall. So you're walking through the old Galleria Mall, and you got you know the stores on the outside, and then those little pop up. Uh, but I think they're like, people might call them bodegas or something if they're on the street. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand these things. I don't go to the mall. But uh, one of the little like counters in the middle that sell stuff like they're a store, but they're standalone in the middle, middle of the walkway. Uh, proceeded to tell me that he would sell my wife back to me while chuckling that I need not ask how he got her. And explaining in great detail how he's infamous for traveling to South America. The only problem is he spent the entire 15 minutes left in the Uber trying to persuade me into becoming his drug mule and going with him to Bolivia, where he promised me a bunch of cocaine and hookers. I mean, so if you're going to go, you you got to go hard, right? So you start with saying he's going to sell his wife back to him. And you don't need to know how I got your wife. But now you, I, want, I want you to be my drug mule, 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 drug mule, good words, Jazz, drug mule, and in pay, we're going to go to Bolivia, and we're going to do hookers and blow. You know what? My man drives a hard bargain here. I've, I probably know a few people who would at least consider it. Uh, says, I wish I were kidding. To top it off, the man refused to leave my vehicle without taking down my phone number so we could arrange the trip. First time in my life I've ever had to, on the spot, create a fake phone number. That's awesome. Um, scary as shit, because you never know who you're actually dealing with. Now, if this dude's a drug mule that can go to Bolivia and party with hookers and blow, I'm he's probably not working the kiosk at the mall in Buffalo. However, that being said, what a better place to hide in plain sight. Like, because what am I doing? I'm sitting here assuming that there's no way a kiosk worker at the mall can be a human trafficker and drug trafficker. How unassuming. If this gets heard by anybody in local law enforcement, uh, background check the kiosk workers at the mall. Just don't tell them you know me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's great. I mean, that's going hard, right? That's going hard in the paint right there. 
story number four. This was once again uh, from Kyle of the network. And I'm going to see if I can't give my man a little, little shout out here. So give me a second. Uh, hmm. It's ah. So he is from the Spread Those Wings podcast, I assume. Uh, yep, there it is. Uh, spread those wings, and they uh, basically what these boys do is they try wings and review them on on a podcast. So. Go head over to the BICBP network <clears throat> and check those boys out because uh, who doesn't love chicken wings? So this is another story of uh, driving Uber, and this is the downtown hotel at the Harbor Center. While driving for a few hours one day after my normal 9 to 5 shift on a rather quiet Thursday, I took a loop through downtown. I vowed that if I didn't receive one more ride by the time I got closer to North Buffalo, I would be done for the evening. My toll chimes. Well, there it is. It's uh, it's the old, hey, there's a ride available, and I'm off to the hotel above the Harbor Center. This would have been June of 2019, so I pull up and notice a a ton of young 18-year-olds in NHL Combine t-shirts, to which I start to wonder, do I have a future NHL player getting in my car? And as luck would have it, soon-to-be first pick Jack Hughes and his uncle come out of the hotel after an extended five-minute wait. Nothing too out of the ordinary, that is, until three large men across the street bum-rush my car attempting to get an autograph and almost being ran over in the process. I had to run a red light to get Jack to safety on that trip. So this combines a few things here. This combines uh, rabid fandom because you know damn well that these dudes were like at the Harbor Center watching whatever combine thing was going on. And recognize this young man who is 18 years old, if not a, if not 17, about to turn 18. And like, they know, obviously if he's going to be the first overall pick, you know what he looks like. So you run through traffic, r- risking life and limb for an autograph. And again, it's an autograph of a dude who may not even pan out because it wouldn't be the first time a first overall pick was a bust. Um, the NHL draft is strange to me too, because like, unlike the NFL where like almost everybody in the first round, not only makes your roster, but starts to some extent, um, or at least gets some decent playing time their first year. That's not always the case in the NHL. Like usually like one and maybe two do, but even then, like those guys could end up in the minors for a year or two just to kind of get their legs under them, especially if they're younger, like these 18 year old kids that, yeah, you're 18 and you're really fucking talented at hockey, but, you know, you haven't played 26-year-old grown-ass man Zdeno Chara, so you might need to get a little feel for what's coming, what's what's to come next. So, like, it's not even like you're going and getting, um, like, Joe Burrow's autograph, who is, it's going to be worth something, hopefully, at some point. Like, it's an 18-year-old kid, and you're running across the street of a busy area and making an Uber driver to protect not only his 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 passenger, but his property, his vehicle, has to blow a red light and risk, like, a few things here. Again, what if he gets into, like, what if you get into an accident trying to protect this kid? Like, that would suck. That would be a huge problem. What if you get a ticket, and then, like, oh, this is an Uber ride, so 
um, you know, I, I don't know what kind of reporting or whatever has to happen on those things, but like maybe you have to report that and then you get like a, a strike against you in the Uber world. And, uh, you know, it just, then, well, like, what if through all of it, like the, the guy's dad's like a, a lunatic who's like, listen, I understand you were trying to help me, but like you put my life at risk. So here's a poor review for your Uber driving. I, there's, there's a lot here. Um, again, a short story, but you know, but a heavy hitter nonetheless. And I, the, like all of this just tells to the weirdness of the world we live in. I mean, that was back in 2019. So like, here we are, um, <laughs> just going through it, I guess. I don't know. Oh boy. Uh, this one is our first female, um, uh, the only female input on this, which, uh, I appreciate. We will just call this young lady Fender. Um, the location of the Uber ride was Orchard Park to Buffalo. This starts out fantastic, first off. I called an Uber to take me to the Nelly concert at Canal Side. Again, for you non-Western New Yorkers, Canal Side is an area near Weird the Canal that they throw events and concerts at. Uh, and this was the summer of 2019. So this was fairly recent. Like... So my girl's going and getting her Nelly on in 2019 because sometimes you got to be a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes. So I got all dressed up and ready for the best circa early 2000s concert ever. Listen, it absolutely. Uh, Nelly was part of the best half, Super Bowl halftime show if you want to get topical on it. Like easily, one of easily hands down, probably the best halftime show ever. Nelly was in it. So yes, early two best early two thousand concert ever. It's nineteen years too late, but I digress. My Uber driver arrives, and it's one of those stupid Nissan Cube SUVs in quotes, uh, because I don't believe the Nissan Cube is actually an SUV. Hold on, let me see if I can. Uh... Show me the cube. Oh, God, those are ugly. Those, those are ugly as sin. Yeah, they're, that's definitely... That, that's a station wagon that needs a facelift. Oh, my Lord. My Uber arrives, and it's one of those uh, SUVs. Like, the really early version when they first came out. The driver is like a 40-year-old, washed-up, wannabe rocker, dyed black hair, e-cig weirdos. L okay, I only got five responses on this and it was frustrating. No, I'm not going to lie to you, but the use of the English language to paint me a word picture has made my job on this podcast so easy today because I don't have to flower any of this up. I don't have to like make any of this up. The, the, and I quote word for word, the driver is like a 40 year old washed up wannabe rocker dyed black hair e-cig weirdos. Tell me that doesn't just paint you a picture. Tell me that dude doesn't sound like a Wayne's World wannabe. Like, because that's what I'm picturing. So thank you for this. This is this has been fantastic to read. And I'm like, great. Women's intuition is going off. When I take an Uber, I always sit in the back in case the driver is a freak. Better chance of escaping if this murderer has to climb over the seats and grab me, right? I agree with this. Um, 
The only issue that comes to mind is how are you getting out if, I mean, the easy answer would be to get out the door, but if the child locks are on, you're not getting out at all. So you better have a really good mule kick. Practice your mule kicks. Like, tw- give me give me 25 a day. Back seat, behind the driver. He tries to crawl over the seat to get you. You just pin yourself back and just heel, to the, just heel it. Just mule kick it. Self-defense 101. Uh, well, this guy insisted I sit up front to give him better directions. And I was like, no, no, I'm fine back here. Thanks. So this guy's quote unquote SUV is filthy. Shit all over, mud, stains, wrappers, just ew. So he starts driving, and he first tells me he likes my outfit, and then my tattoos. And then he says he loves Nelly. I mean, who doesn't love Nelly? I mean, if you don't love Nelly, I don't know that I want to be your friend. Laying it on real thick, dude. I shit you not about the next thing he does. He puts on Buck Cherry Crazy Bitch. All right, I'm stopping a lot during this. This is a great end to the uh, the listener submissions because if you li- like, if you, I mean, that's not subliminal messaging. That's bliminal mess. That is in your face. That like I'm putting it out there, and apparently Miss Fender agrees with me. He puts on Buck Cherry, laughing face. Lord Jesus, help me. Yep, that is the proper response. So I try and continue to talk to him while the song is playing about fucking. The Uber driver tells me that he likes to drink Jack Daniels straight from the bottle while eating pizza. Fun fact, nobody likes drinking Jack Daniels straight from the bottle. Other fun fact, I've done it. That's how I know. Who doesn't enjoy that? Question mark. Uh, answered that question. Hmm. Uh, finally, I make it down to the Labatt house and he asks me for my number. I declined and said, I have a boyfriend. I gave him a five-star rating because he knows where I live and I didn't want to provoke this unstable individual. Unfortunately, girls have to think about these things using a service like Uber. These freaks know where you live. So that's my story. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. That's like easily the scariest part about any type of service out there. Um, I mean, up to and including like, uh, you know, we talk about DoorDash, we talk about Uber Eats, Postmates, um, crap. We, we literally just Instacart. Uh, we just had Instacart dropped off early, like about an hour before I started doing this. And like, here we are in a world, in a world where people that you don't know, get your address and come to your house. Like, and I mean, I I guess you could put like if you're if you're going from your house, you could try to get to a certain place where like I don't know, get somewhere where like they can come pick you up that isn't your house. But like like me, like again, I don't overly have to worry about it. But like if if Allie was ever being picked up by an Uber, I would be like. Try to get to the like the bar that's near the end of our street, and wait for the Uber there. Like that, that's I mean that that would be the smart move, right? Like, and I mean you could also you could get dropped off there on your way home and then walk the rest of the way, but I mean that's almost asking for more trouble. But I mean if you know there's there's always other ways to to you know on the way home to protect yourself. Like 
and I and I would heavily recommend, and this is you know getting away from the common debauchery side of it. I would heavily recommend to people, um, especially the fairer uh, sex or whatever. I'm not going to go down that road, but for you know anybody who may be afraid of their Uber driver or that they may be in a situation like pull your phone out and call somebody. Um, like these guys have GPS, they know where they're going. Get your phone out, talk on the phone. Um, shoot a text to somebody to say like, Hey, like this dude's really creeping me out. Like, you know, can I call you or can I like, can you meet me at my place? Like something like if phone a friend, like, listen, if I have any friends out there that are ever in this situation and you have my number, please feel free to call me. Cause I can tell you that one of the, like one thing that will shy most weirdos away is a six foot four bearded lunatic standing in your driveway, waiting for you to get home. Um, you know, call me, talk to me. I don't care. Like I'll, I'll come out and like sit, you know, nearby and make sure that you get there when you're supposed to get there and, you know, do whatever you got to do. Like it's the Uber and Lyft should not be a place for crazy people to be able to feast and fiend on people. So, um, you just going to throw that one out there for my listeners. If you know me, even if you don't like find a way to find, I'm, I'm not hard to find, uh, you know, come, come get it. So yeah, uh, I'm going to, Get rid of the picture of the Nissan Cube here that I have pulled up. And now the time has come for the most ridiculous and over-the-top Uber story that I have ever heard. Because you can find stuff like this on social media. Um, you know, there's always those click lists. There's always those. And you read some of them and you you very blatantly read them and you go, that didn't happen. I didn't feel this way about a single one of these. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry that like there's sometimes you read those like, oh, you know, 20 nurses tell the story of the weirdest last thing that a patient ever said to them before they died. Like, and you read half of them and they're, I don't know, they sound completely made up or something you saw, you see in a bad movie. I didn't feel this way about any of these from, from my listeners, and I can tell you that this one is hardcore, without question, 100% factual and unembellished. So, this was back maybe 2017, 2016, somewhere in there. Myself, Miss Allison, and four of our friends um, decided to go to the Arnold. If you don't know what the Arnold is, the Arnold is basically the largest fitness expo in the U.S., I believe. Um, they do powerlifting competitions, bodybuilding competitions, there's an offshoot of it now that does some martial arts things. Uh, there is, there's just a lot, right? Um, there, every every fitness company on the planet is there. You can go meet Instagram fitness influencers. You know, if you're Arnold himself is there, uh, who is ungodly short, by the way. Um, they always play Arnold to be this hulking individual and he like muscle structure absolutely is, but he's like five, nine, if that. So that's interesting to say the least. Um, 
And actually, I, maybe the only thing that rivals the Arnold would be the Mr. Olympia competition, but um, I've never been to that, so I can't speak to the size of if that's just a large, like more competition and less expo or if they're comparable or whatnot. But the Arnold, if, if it's not number one, it's probably number two. And it's cool. Like all these big famous gyms are there, these famous trainers. You can read, you know, you can meet uh, the instill your motherfucking set guy, all this craziness, right? And to, to set the scene for you even better, the the five or the six of us that are there, it's me, six four, two ninety at the time, getting ready for my first MMA fight, um, in the best shape of my life. Uh, Allie was in, was, had ju- had just stopped being in prep for a show um, because of an injury, so she was in fantastic shape. Our Friend at the time, Haley, who was a trainer and, you know, just an overall fitness person. Um, my buddy Marco, who I've played baseball with for years and was a trainer and in fantastic shape. And then my trainer, the dude who was training me named Aaron, who is one of the freakishly largest human beings on the planet. He's six foot, six one, somewhere in there. And... If no matter what, like, I, I feel like I'm going to insult him if he listens to this, no matter what number I throw out for his weight, because it's either going to be I'm not that fat or I like, you know, I'm not that skinny, but he's muscle on muscle on muscle with muscle, put on muscle with some more muscle, and then his muscles have muscles. So that's Aaron and his girlfriend who, if I mean, you're dating a dude that looks like that, she's probably no slouch in the fitness world either. So there are uh, Marco is six, two, you know, six, one, six, two, somewhere in there, like the, the three big fit individuals and they're fit. Uh, okay. So Marco and Haley weren't together, but three really fit dudes and three really fit chicks. Right. And we are going to, is the last night, like the last night of the expo, we are going to the Arnold after party. Which is which was just weird, but we wanted to go. We came with the ticket, so we wanted to see what it was. And our hotel we had gotten from uh, via a friend a hookup was again about a fifteen minute ride from downtown Columbus, Ohio. And we were going to the Greater Columbus International Convention Center. Every city on the planet has one of these, from what I can tell. It is just a large convention center that they host events at. Uh, there's one downtown Buffalo here in West New York. Like my prom was there and you could have had nine other things. I've taken civil service tests there. There's been other conventions, there's job fairs. It's just a gigantic convention center and it's called the greater Columbus international convention center. I apologize. I had to uh, adjust my mic there so I could, you know, clear my nose. And we were staying at this small hotel, nice little place. And we hail an Uber and here comes this minivan. Now, again, we are large people and here comes this minivan. Half the lights on the dashboard are out, which I can tell you there was like a two week span where Allie drove for Uber and they make you answer questions and prove that like the lights on your dashboard work, that your vehicle is clean and tidy and everything else. They don't make you keep up on that registration though, or like on that, that side of it. So this dude comes, the, like, there's no radio. This dude speaks broken English at best. Uh, he's Middle Eastern of some kind. And 
no lights on the dash, no radio. And we know there's no radio because we asked him, hey, man, can we turn the radio on? And he's like, oh, the radio doesn't work. That's a horrid accent. I apologize. That's just not good. But tells us the radio doesn't work. So we're sitting there and like we're all kind of like looking around. And now, again, we're in this van and this van is like uh, I, I we let Marco sit up front. Then me and Aaron, and I believe the three girls were in the back seat. So we're all sitting there and like, oh, we're all kind of like look around at each other like, okay, this is weird. So like we're talking like I'm I'm actually live tweeting the the ride because it's just awkward. Like it's one of those dudes who like he's not trying to talk to you, but he's not trying not to talk to you. Um, so like trying not like he's not trying to talk to us. He's trying, but he's not like not trying to talk to us at the same time. And, you know, again, casual small talk, where are you from? Or, like, what are you guys here for? Whole nine yards. But, like, not enough to, like, keep the conversation going, but enough to, like, stop our conversation. And we're driving, and now we've, we've taken this ride ourselves in our own vehicle a number of times. Um, like, for every time we go from the hotel to the convention center. And, again, you spend a good 10 minutes on a thruway. And we're on the thruway for about two. And all of a sudden he gets off, and we're like, you sure this is where we're going? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I follow GPS. Okay, maybe there's like something we don't know about, like his GPS has a, a, a better way to get us where we're going, whatever. And also like we get off, we get off again, and we turn down the side street, and all of a sudden we're on this back road. So I like, and I'm pretty sure like as it got creepier, the more live tweeting I started, we're like, like we're looking at each other, I'm like my spidey sense is going off, you know, so is every other person in the cars and like we're like our group chat text is going crazy because like where are we going? What the fuck's happening? And all of a sudden this dude pulls into this, the back of it, like not the, not even the front, not even like their storefronts and like doors and stuff, but he pulls into the back of this industrial complex. Like I'm, we're staring at the back of a building with loading docks and like solitary floodlights on the back of the building to light up whatever. And it looks abandoned. Like it looks like there's nothing there and there's been nothing there for years. And we're like, where the fuck are we? And he goes, well, this is where you said you were going. And we're like, no, we were going to the greater Columbus international convention center. It's a big ass convention center in downtown Columbus. And he goes, yeah, that's where we are. And we're like, like, fuck it is. And like, we look like, bro, like this, I pulled, pulled it up on my phone and said, bro, this is where we were going. And he goes, oh, the convention center. And we're like, where the hell did you take us? And here we are, this dude, like, like he looks and sees 18 feet of beefcake in the car ready to fucking throw hands with this dude because I don't know how many friends you have waiting wherever the hell they're waiting, but I know how many of us there are and I know how angry and like revved up the three dudes in this car are and we are not going to be fun to try to take down without a fight. So we are ready to go and I don't know if this dude had anything nefarious planned for us. I don't know if there was a crew ready to like try to rob us and whatever, but this dude very blatantly like thought better of this. Um, 
like without question or hesitation, he went, hold on, and like punched in the convention center. And the, the now the best part was he basically like we got charged for the Uber ride to wherever the fuck he took us, which again was a three or four minute drive at most. Like, cause we got on the throughway right outside our hotel and then got off two minutes later. And a minute after that, we were in this parking lot. He put in the convention center on his GPS, not in the Uber app and drove us there and we didn't get charged anymore. We sure as hell didn't tip well. And like this dude, Again, I don't know if he planned on robbing us. God knows what else. But he very quickly thought better of it when he saw the agitation and irritation from the guys on the, uh, you know, the guys in the car. And we ended up getting to the convention center without issue. We ended up actually hailing a cab to get home um, because that was one of the more interesting ends of the night that I've ever had where we had, you know, uh, we like there was just there were no Ubers to be found because the bars close. It's and it's literally like last call, go home, and the bars shut down. There's no like, hey, half hour, last call, like finish up. It's literally last call, get out, and then everybody's trying to get out of there. So all the Ubers are taken, all the cabs are taken. We end up finally finally hailing this cab and getting home with a registered cab driver because we wanted nothing to do with Uber at that point. So uh, that is it for our uber episode and i would thank you guys for tuning in as always check out all the other awesome podcasts on the bicbp radio network www.bicbp-radio.com uh there's a little something for everybody in there everything from the nerdiest stuff on the planet to some super you know super edgy cool stuff uh sports stuff martial arts stuff lifestyle stuff all kinds of fun stuff and uh go ahead check that out and thanks for listening guys go always as always go subscribe on apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts from like share comment review uh do all the cool stuff in any way shape or form it would be greatly appreciated guys thanks for tuning in i apologize once again for the nasaliness and sniffliness of this episode but i had to get it in because time doesn't care how sniffly i feel so Thanks for tuning in. I will catch you guys next time when we will have another awesome episode of Ask the Internet on Common Debauchery.